We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to give a quick shout out to our partner, Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and I started to give them a try because I realized that in order to be the real champion of my life, I have to take care of my body. It's an absolute non-negotiable. So I was looking for a comprehensive supplement that I could take daily as a way to increase my overall health and good habits. Because I've realized that one small thing every day is the quickest way that I can create lasting change in my life. And I think about it like this. My choices and my actions matter. So I think of taking AG1 as a choice that is a vote for the person that I want to become someone who's balanced, vibrant, healthy, and full of energy. And that's why I love AG1. It tastes so great and it gives me everything that I need to feel my best. So if all-in-one comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go over to athleticgreens.com coachable. That's athleticgreens.com coachable today. Welcome back to the Coachable Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, and you're in for a treat this week because we've got David Shands in the house all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. David is a serial entrepreneur. He is the author of two books, Dreams Aren't Built, Are Built Overnight and Networking No-Nos. He's a speaker. He's hosting an upcoming conference that we're going to talk about called the Podcast Summit. And he's also a top-ranked podcaster himself. He's got the Social Proof Podcast. It's doing really well. I saw it was ranked high up in the business podcast yeah, this week. Congratulations. Yeah, thank, you, thank you. Welcome welcome to Vegas. I'm happy to be here. This is, this is impressive. Okay, <laughs> I have like a podcast studio, and I'm really into the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever seen a podcast studio in a hotel in <laughs> Vegas, in a casino. This is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. what you've done. Thank you. We're yeah. excited about it. We're Absolutely. proud of it. Obviously, we didn't build it, but we're we're grateful to be and to co, you know, exist in this space with some other really amazing podcasters sure, as well. It was well. built because you were coming. Yeah, they knew. It was, like, it was built yes. for you. They were had that if you build it, they will come and Absolutely. I came and here I am. <laughs> here I am. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's 
such a different contrast to like how I was doing podcasts for years, yeah. which was like anywhere I could set up a mic, like in yeah. my kitchen, you know how it goes. Like when you're just getting started, yeah. it's just you, you're creative and resourceful. And I just wanted to share a message with people that was like important to me and sure. it's evolved into what it is today. Yeah. And that's what I kind of tell people is like, just, and I was just doing another interview right before this about just, ex just create, like create for the sake of creating yeah. something because it's your own expression and whatever's inside of you wants to come out. And at the time, like I could have never had the foresight to see us, to see myself doing what I'm doing in the way that I'm doing it. It's unfolded, it's evolved, but yeah, we've come a long way in a couple yeah, of years. Beautiful. But I think that start is necessary. Mm -hmm. People don't want to start how the people they want to be like started. No. They just want to be that, mm -hmm. right? But you doing it in your kitchen and just wherever you can, I think that's the, uh, I think that's where the magic is built. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where you start to develop, but nobody wants to start there. No. Or people are working a job or they're in a position that they don't want to be in. And I'm a, I'm a true believer that until you figure out why you're there or what skill sets you're supposed to gather in this moment, mm. you're never going to get to that next level. Yeah. Well, no one wants to be a beginner. Yeah. We hate on beginners. <laughs> we think on the, they, you know, oh, like we want to be the best. We want to yeah. be the expert. We want to be the thought leader. We want to be at the, the professional. For sure. And we see that as the thing that we want to be, but you don't see all the work, all of the time, all the years of experience that led yeah. to that, which is so important. So I want to get to know you and like your background and because you're doing big things. You're running conferences, which yeah. I'm super stoked about that's happening and I'm going to be part of soon. We'll get into more of that soon. But you've got a top-ranked podcast. You speak to entrepreneurs all over. You've got a huge online social presence. When I first heard about you, I was like, first of all, I spent the last seven years in Atlanta. So really? that, yeah, that's where I was living before I moved out here. And I'm bummed that we didn't connect. When did when you move? Uh, spring of last year. Here's yeah. what's crazy. When I, when uh, Sean sent me you, I said, I seen her before really? somewhere. A hundred percent. And like, I really couldn't think about like, maybe she's got one of those faces that look like people. <laughs> but I, now it makes sense. I, I ran into you um, at some point. I just don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. I spent uh, most of my post-grad years in Atlanta for a while and then just moved out here last year. And so yeah. our paths must have crossed at Absolutely. some point. Absolutely. But is that where you're from, Atlanta? I'm from New Jersey originally, but okay. I came down 2001. Um and been there ever since. So okay. I'm kind of from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. How is it? How is it? Is it still busy and crazy and oh, yeah. as ever? Yeah, yeah. Atlanta, I think, especially for um uh creators and especially uh like black entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. is the hub. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many, there's so much going on. There's always something you could do, there's mm -hmm. always some people you can connect with. So um, no, I, I love Atlanta. I, I couldn't see myself living anywhere else. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, there's parts of it I definitely miss, but I'm happy here for oh, now. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. So I, you know, you've done a lot of things. I want to understand kind of your background. Mm -hmm. How did you get into podcasting to begin with? Because you, how long have you been running your podcast? Uh, since 2018. Okay. So my, I didn't know what podcasting was per, per se, but mm -hmm. um, I was doing a conference uh, called Social Proof Conference. And um, I had this idea where if I interview the speakers that are going to speak there and put it on YouTube, I can promote the interview. And hopefully someone says, oh, I love the person you interviewed. I'm going to come see them 
in person. Mm-hmm. So that was my objective. Mm-hmm. And it worked out pretty well. I think we maybe have, maybe we've had uh, 550 people there. Wow. But then I stopped because the only reason I'm interviewing these people is for the event. Fast forward the next year, I'm going to do the event again. So I'm starting to interview the other people, the people again. But this time, people are really, really attracted to it. At this, at back then, it wasn't that many interviews of celebrities or, inter- well, celebrities, yes, but like, influencers or entrepreneurs, there was a space. Nobody mm-hmm. was doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So people started really, really enjoying it. And the rest was history. I just kept going. Yeah. So do you do podcasting full time or do you have other aspects of your business? That you- I have a lot going on. Okay, yeah. Tell I, me what you do. <laughs> so I have a full time. Um, I am a full time podcaster, content okay. creator. I have a podcast studio in Atlanta. So we rent it out to other people. Um, and I have a group called The Morning Meetup where every single morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern time, actually I was on this morning at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. here in Vegas, um, it's hundreds of entrepreneurs that I'm coaching and mentoring and teaching, but it's every day. This isn't a program where we jump on once a month. Mm-hmm. It's every single day. We've built a strong community. We have a book club and we read a chapter of a book every single day. So uh, we read about 15 books a year. Wow. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. And that community, like what was your why behind you behind starting the things that you do whether I you told me a little bit about the podcast but why did you start an everyday coaching program that's like a serious commitment (laughs) yeah but um I need it yeah like I need community Mm -hmm. I need people around me I need I I try to tell people you got to be stuck in the middle you'd have you have to have mentors that you can grow from but you have to have mentees that you can teach the stuff that you learn from your mentors because the only way to the best way to learn is to teach Mm. so if I tell you something You'll probably forget it by the time we leave here if it's in depth. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you something, your objective is to go teach it to somebody else, it stays with you longer. Sure. So the the success that I've had, and still there, we have a lot of a lot of room to grow, but um, it's always come from mentors, mentees, and peers. Mm-hmm. So I had to surround myself around that. It's only an hour a day to be energized by people who are getting to the next level. Yeah, I just started something similar. It's not every yeah. day, but it's every week. And we make it super accessible for people because we wanted, I wanted the same thing, yeah. you know? And I think those are environments I've always learned the most yeah. from is like also hearing what other people are going through, how they're stretching, what they're working on it lights me up in ways I didn't even know I would be inspired or things yeah. I would think about if I didn't hear that. And sure. you need to get in proximity Got to. with people who are doing the thing you want to be doing or passing it down. Yeah. Like send my friend, Caleb Castile, who's on the show recently, he's like, send the elevator back down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once Absolutely. you get to the top. For yeah. Sure. And I think when you have that element of mentees, the stuff that you're telling them to do, you can't go back and be hypocritical and not do it. Exactly. There's, so there's like a pressure of people I know that look up to me that I have to keep going. Like I can't, I can't, I can't mentor you and then fail. It's an, then a built-in accountability like, system hundred percent for yourself. 100%. I always say I'll never ask my clients to do something I'm unwilling to do myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it requires me to continue to work on me yeah. to stay in integrity for sure. of the thing that I'm actually teaching. And that's why I'm on that call every morning. Yeah. That's, Unless I'm like in the air or you sure. know something like that. But 95% of the time, I'm on that call. Now, do you have a team that you work with that helps you with everything that you do? Or is it kind of... Yeah, we got, you know, we have a, definitely have a team for different aspects mm-hmm. of the business, for sure. Cool. But um, I still work harder than all of them. Mm-hmm. So I, it's almost like a promise that I'm letting everybody know that works for me, that you'll never outwork me. Mm-hmm. You'll never outwork me. Mm-hmm. Because I want to set the example. Sure. You can try, but I... I my objective is I want to see you try, though. Mm-hmm. I want to see you try. And I think when you set the the tone of the company, 
uh, people go hard because mm-hmm. that's what we do around here. Well, that's the standard. That's yeah. the, like it's like Nick Saban at the University of Alabama. I grew up in Tuscaloosa and there's oh, like the standard is excellence. Yeah. The, that's like the baseline to get in the door. For you sure. know what I mean? And For that's sure. part of the culture that you build. Yeah. Before we started recording, you mentioned they're married. Mm-hmm. So you have, do you have family? Do you have kids? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh how, my gosh. They light me up. Every time oh, I think about it, it's crazy. How many kids do you have? I have a 13-year-old, I have a two-year-old, and a seven-month-old. Oh. Yeah. I think I saw a post of yours. I'm pretty sure it was yours. And you were, like, uh, talking about having a bad day at mm-hmm. work or something. Yeah. And then you're like, but since you had kids, you haven't had a bad, was it you haven't had a bad day yeah. since when your, your kid, like, runs home yes. when you get home? Every single day. Yo, I could be having, it's, it's business, right? Mm-hmm. I'm running a few situations, and it's, but I come home, and as soon as she hears that door, like when I open it, it makes a sound. I hear daddy. Mm. And she runs at me full charge and gives me a hug. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. everything's okay. Mm. Everything's okay. Yeah. yeah. The great perspective giver of yeah. like what's really important, oh, for what sure. really matters. For sure. How do you, what does balance look like? Is there balance in your life? Because you said I work harder than everybody on my team. Yeah. You grind. You put in a lot of hours. How do you balance family and social life and fun mm. do you have fun or do, do you just work fun? a lot yeah what do you do for fun because uh, i'm always interested when i when i talk to high level like high performers yeah. whether they're entrepreneurs or just in their space there's a certain level of commitment to yeah. the work that's required and so i'm always fascinated to hear what do people do for fun and if if they do is that even a part of mm what you prioritize play it's not really I, so i have a uh i go play basketball mm-hmm. as much as i can but it's it's fun to play but i go because i need to get the cardio mm-hmm. so i don't know if i would call it the mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. um i play monopoly with my friends mm-hmm. like we have this app and we can play monopoly oh, together <laughs> so uh, every now and again we do that okay um, i don't know i don't know if i have how do i have I don't know. My whole life is maybe fun. I like it. Like, okay. it's almost like when I can go create or I have an engaging conversation, like we're going to leave out of here. And I'm like, oh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. But it, it may not be traditional fun mm-hmm. like other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So totally. this is what I, I think when you're living a life that you don't want to escape from, it's all fun. Mm, I love that. Yeah. But yeah live, I want to help people with the show and the work that I do. I always say I want to help people build a life that feels as good as it looks. Yes. Uh, for sure, for sure. Because we can do a lot of stuff that yeah. looks really good, but it doesn't matter if it doesn't feel good, right? Yeah. And I asked you that question about fun because it's something I've had to learn to, like, I lean into a little yeah. bit because it was all serious for so long. It yeah. was always like, work, work, work. Everything's a big deal. Everything's serious. Be the best. Put in the, you know what I mean? And it's like, to get to the next level. And I am still fully committed to my growth and my expansion, my evolution and being the best version of me. But I, I've kind of started to play with this idea of like, but that doesn't have to mean that I sacrifice these other aspects of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to lean into more fun personally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know how to categorize it because sometimes, you know, you go on vacation and uh, I'd be wanting to get home. Like it's, it, it becomes not fun anymore. It's like, oh my gosh, I got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a toxic way of thinking <laughs> or not, but um, I, I think our life is just, um, it is what it is. It's made up of all of the elements mm. that make our life what it is. And I think we either have a great life or, you know, you're, you're, you're not having a great life, but I think you get to decide, mm-hmm. 
you know, what you like. Like some people, they had way more fun or it was way more enjoyable before they got what they said they wanted. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the money or, you know, they spend their whole life trying to be married and then you get married and you're like, whoa, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Sure. And, um, but, but I, I think especially in entrepreneurship, that's the danger because I think people are, people are in a better position before they reach their goal than after. Because mm. before, you have something to go towards. Mm-hmm. Like you have this this hope. You have this dream of one day when I make X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's going to be lit. I'm going to mm-hmm. be able to travel. But most people, as soon as they get it, they realize it's not what they thought it was going to be. But mm-hmm. if you spend your whole life going after something and you realize it's not as satisfying as you thought, where do you go now? Well, that's the ham- hamster wheel, right? You're like yeah. constantly chasing something that you never find that you yeah. think is out there. Like sure. it's in the attaining of the marriage or the relationship or the car yeah. or the house or whatever. And for me, it was the the shift happened when I woke up to the fact that I was like, as m- much as I thought I wanted those things, what I really wanted was the feeling I thought they were going to give me. Mm. Right. And it was like power, control, uh, abundance, freedom, connection, intimacy. Like those were the things I was really after. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily the status or the, the whatever. And so I was like, okay, how can I start to access that thing now? Yeah. Like if it's connection in community, it's like, where yeah. am I al- already connected to people? And where am I not actually like fueling and like, investing in that because yeah. I think that we a lot of times we like to like sit on our high horse being like I'm lonely or I'm isolated <laughs> or no one you know I don't have friends or I don't have like a, a support system yeah. but it's like what if you you're just not investing in the people that are there yeah. you know for sure um for sure. and how much are we missing out on because yeah. we're kind of looking out into the future 24 7 man listen I was I worked at the cheesecake factory I was there six years yeah wanting you to tell this story and um I was being an entrepreneur my entire life, it's always like, okay, this is temporary. I'm not going to be here long. But I, I always stayed at a job that I'll quit, stayed at a job and I quit. I never really got to the level that I wanted to get to. And what happened was every day I would just, I would hate going to work mm-hmm. because I knew I wasn't living in my purpose. This wasn't what's meant for me. But then I had a mindset shift and I said, what if this is meant for me? I'm spending so much time at this job, mad about the fact that I'm here what is so bad about this life that I live? I get to talk to people. I get to make money. I get to, I'm not at a desk where I'm, I'm, I'm sitting stationary. Mm-hmm. So I'm serving tables. It's really, really cool. I, I, I created a, an appreciation for my life in every aspect of it and mm-hmm. where I'm at. When I had that mindset shift while I was working at the Cheesecake Factory, it began the first best day of my life. Mm. I get to come to work excited. Because I get to talk to people. I, I would go, I would be late everywhere I went. And it was like hereditary because my mom passed it down to <laughs> You're like, be mom, late. You, oh my god. You gosh. made me this way. <laughs> Man, if I had to be to work at it for an evening shift at 4 p.m., my objective was to get there at 345. Mm-hmm. If I got there at 350, I'm still early for the job, but I'm late for me. Mm-hmm. And then I get pissed. But I have an opportunity to work on my promptness and mm-hmm. being on time. And I got a chance to talk to people and figure out if I can sell them a cheese th- cheesecake at the end of their meal. This is a practice for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know I'm going to be selling something all around the world. I know I'm going to be a public speaker. I'm going to practice at these tables. Mm-hmm. Once I realized why I was there and what I was supposed to gather, that's when I started to leave. Mm-hmm. 
But if I never got that, I'd probably still be frustrated there now, unappreciative. That's such an important point because you just hit on something that so many people probably listening to the show have experienced or are in the middle of, mm. which they're wishing their way out of their circumstance. I wish I was doing something different. I wish my life looked different. I wish I didn't have to go to the job. I wish da, da, da. instead of being in acceptance of where you're are, you're mm. at and realizing that is the that is the like fertile ground. That's the playing ground of mm. like you practicing who you actually want to be. Yeah, 100%. like hundred percent. When you think about who you want to be, then go be it today at your yeah, job. For sure. Show for sure. up as that version of you. Yeah. I think people are trying to change the situation instead of changing the person who can change the situation, right. which is you. So I started reading. I started getting in personal development. I have seen everything Jim Rohn has ever put online. <laughs> I've heard every single speech. Mm-hmm. And I'm just learning and I'm growing. And I, it wasn't even about being successful anymore. It's like, can I become a better person? Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that as you grow, everything around you changes. Absolutely. You don't realize it because it's like a slow, gradual thing. It's like you don't got to If you grow consistently, you won't have to kick people out of your life. They just mm-hmm. won't fit anymore. No. People call me to go to the club because we used to go to the club all the time. If I stop going and they know that I'm not going, they'll stop calling. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're like, yo, no. I, hey, you want to come to the club? No. I'm working on this T-shirt design. You should come through. Help me out, man. Let's, 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 let's talk about our dreams and mm-hmm. ideas. They're like, ah, I think I'm going to go to the club. Mm-hmm. And it just creates a separation because I was growing. Yep. So I think people really need to focus on themselves and their own growth than changing the things around them. Absolutely. It's Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the yeah. things you look at change. That's a fact. That's I'm a like, fact. If you get nothing else, get that. <laughs> that's <laughs> been a that's podcast for today, guys. But yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but that's what you did. You're like, I'm going to change the way I look at my current circumstance and the way, like, in my job. Yeah. From, I don't want to be here. I wish I was doing something else to like, where's the opportunity yeah. and what's in this for me that I get to experience and I get to like unlock and I get to practice. Yeah. It's like, I get to go and practice for being sure. that <laughs> thing. And then it, what unfolds is something you could have never probably exactly. planned or strategized for. So like, what was the, what was the icing on the cake? What was the tipping point of you actually leaving cheesecake? And then like, then did you start your own thing from there? Um, all right. So here was, so yeah, I, I wound up starting, <laughs> um, I started a company called sleep is for suckers geared mm-hmm. towards entrepreneurship and people that lose sleep doing what they love. So it's like motivational stuff on t-shirts. Mm-hmm. But before I had that idea, before I, before I started that, I am, I'm cutting bread from my table at the cheesecake factory. And a young lady comes up to me and she says, Hey David, what are you doing for your birthday? Cause my birthday's coming up. I said, uh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. She said, let's go back to the club we went to last year. Mm-hmm. Everybody came out from the job. We had a good time. Everybody chipped in on a bottle. Let's do it. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's do it. She walks away and I had a moment. I don't know if you've ever seen like one of the movies where the scene gets dark and it's like a, a light on the one person and everything else mm-hmm. gets kind of dark. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there to myself and I'm like, man, I'm about to go celebrate my birthday at the same place I celebrated it last year. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm celebrating my birthday with the same people at the same place. Also, nothing wrong with that. But I'm celebrating with the same people, and I'm at the same job. I'm driving the same car. Here's what happened. I, come, I, I get off my shift, and next door there's a bank. And I always kind of take my cash and put it in the bank. I put my card into the ATM machine. I deposit the cash. It sends me out a a receipt in my card. The receipt's balance was less than the amount I put in, meaning I'm in overdraft. Mm -hmm. 
But I had a like a deja vu moment because I remember around this time last year, the same thing happened. Hmm. I had to go get new clothes because I got the same clothes as last year. Nothing in my life has changed in 12 months but my age. Hmm. And now I said, okay, now it's time to do something. It's it, like it, I'm no more, no longer satisfied just hanging out with my friends or hanging out with my coworkers after work. We go have, have beers. It's, I'm, that, I'm not comfortable in that anymore. But I just had this moment and I said, I could have literally been asleep for 12 months, woke up or been in a coma, woke up. Everything in my life stays the same except my age. And I said, now it's time to do so. I just felt something. And I think it's these moments that you have throughout your life, season throughout. The, there, was a, there was a million moments, mm-hmm. but this is one that stuck out. And I said, okay, now I'm on a journey to do something. Mm. I'm still happy where I'm at, but I'm on a journey now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy in who I am and who I'm becoming, but now it's time to do something. Mm-hmm. And um, I started the brand Sleep is for Suckers. And two and a half years later, I was able to quit the Cheesecake Factory. And I opened up a kiosk in the mall where I'm selling my T-shirts. And it started to grow. And uh, fast forward, I'm, I'm on tour with uh, E.T., uh, two years later, after I wrote my book, and um, the rest was history, pretty much. Wow, yeah. I love that story. I mean, that's super powerful because how many of us could have a similar story? That's yeah. like, yo, I'm doing the same thing I've been doing for a long time, and my life looks like there's this moment where, like, if I keep doing the same thing I've always been doing, my future looks a lot like my past. Yeah. That's sad, isn't it? Scary. Scary, isn't it? Because, And I I think there's two sides to this, right? There's that inner desire, that inner longing for more. Mm -hmm. And some some people will tell you not to listen to that because they're like, just be grateful for what you have. Just be grateful for what you have. Aren't you glad you just have this job? And like people don't want to see you change sometimes because it's, it's scary for them because it maybe yeah. it reminds them how they've been for stagnant sure. and and mm-hmm. stuck in their ways. You yep. know what I mean? But then there's also, if you listen to that longing, that's like, yo, you're meant for more. Yeah. Like there's more for you. If you want it, you got to, but you also have to kind of release the same familiar, comfortable yeah. ways of being and doing things so that you can create something new. For what sure. was that transition like as you started to make new choices that led you in a new path? Like, was there resistance from family, friends, from yourself? Like, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. All of that. Yeah. I mean, but I think the first step is personal development, mm-hmm. the stuff that goes on in your head. Because some people, they have that moment of, man, I got to do more, but you're not going to do more. You're not going to do anything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want more, but I'm not going to do anything because inside your head, you don't have a certain determination that mm-hmm. drives you to actually be consistent. I try to teach people that, it's not so much in making the big splash and making the big money. It's about doing something consistently every single day. Mm-hmm. I would rather you um, make one sale a day than seven sales a week. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's figure out how you can be consistent in mm-hmm. something. And I just decided, I came up with an idea. Then I told myself I was going to continue to work this idea until I left my job. And um, I didn't lie to myself. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like every other, you know, lie I've told myself, I'm going to do this. And I just don't. But something's going to get in the way. Somebody's going to tell you no. Um, I remember a mentor of mine, somebody I really, really uh, respected. He said the idea wasn't going to work. Mm. But it didn't hurt me so much because my the goal wasn't for the idea to work. The goal was for me to consistently work on something until it works out. 
So you telling me it's not going to work out didn't affect me because the goal isn't the result anyway. It's my ability to continue to march forward in spite of everything. And you're just one of the everything. Yes. So I just kept moving and it worked out. Yeah. So, but it owned that. I promise you that only comes with personal development, mm-hmm. not skill set, not how to's, not these are the three steps to get you to the, it, it only, it only happens with personal development, mm-hmm. reading books. Yeah. I mean, you've got, I'm sure it says consistency on yeah. it. So obviously that's been a big theme and I think it is a necessary component and requirement for those who want to create something new. And don't you think in the consistency of doing something over and over again and developing a new skill and in that you develop confidence that you can do it and confidence that you can do something new. I think that's where there's an identity shift that happens because you can't, like you were saying, just because you want something new and you decide, oh, I need to do something new doesn't mean you're going to do it (laughs) because you don't have the identity. Your identity is still linked to who you've been. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you shift your identity now as a byproduct of doing the thing over and over again and building the muscle really. And then you're like, now I'm a person that does the thing I say I'm going to do. And your identity has shifted into, no, I'm, I'm somebody that doesn't break my own trust. For sure. I think if you do something consistently long enough, you don't have to worry about the consistency anymore because it's what you do. And then you could focus on improving the thing that you do consistently. Mm. And that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Gradual. I, I, the fastest way to get rich is slowly. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Take your time. Develop. We're all in a rush. Yeah. We're on all in a rush. We were just talking about that. <laughs> <We're> breathing <laughs> exercise. <laughs> yeah, I learned so much. So, so let me just tell y'all. Yeah. So we're doing this breathing exercise, okay? Because uh, Tori is the breath coach. You're the breath coach, yeah. right? Okay. So I'm like, okay, let's breathe. Let's do it. I mean, I've never bra- I've never breathed mm-hmm. intentionally before. Mm-hmm. So we do it, and she's talking, and she says, in, you know. So halfway through my exhale, she says, hold it. I'm like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. I let it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me get some more air. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, I know you're going to say, hold it, and I exhaled anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was the wildest revelation. Just as I'm doing this, I'm like, wow, I am really – in a rush, why can't I just breathe in and hold it mm-hmm. and see what happens mm-hmm. and let the thing happen? Why am I in such a rush? And really, I'm probably going to be thinking about this on the plane mm-hmm. home. That was a powerful exercise. It's, it is so, we did six breaths. We just did six slow, conscious <laughs> inhale breaths. And I got a whole book I need to write right now. But yes, it's how I say, like, we typically, how we breathe is how we do life. It's like, are we in a rush? Are we holding our breath? Are we tight? Are we tense? Are we like, sometimes we hold our breath because we're panicked or we're like in a situation where we're just trying to like make it through or am I just really grounded, really present, just taking my time with it, letting it come, letting it go. And, and that's been a practice for me of learning how to become more, more present to like what's actually happening right here. Why am I in a rush <laughs> all the time and that there's actually so much wisdom in the slowing down yeah. and I think we don't in this urgency culture that we live in we kind of are perpetual perpetually thinking like we have to do it all and we have to do it right now yeah. and if we don't do it right now we're not going to get the chance and you're going to miss the opportunity and you got to yeah. go to the next thing you know and it's like what if I actually speed up by slowing down mm. I, 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 I um there's like two sides to that. So I am, I'm really big on being prompt. And if I'm not on time, 
I get anxiety. Mm-hmm. So like I, like our interview was at three. I tried to get it early because I got a haircut. But like I'm looking at it. I walked in at three and I can breathe. Okay, it's three mm-hmm. o'clock. It starts mm-hmm. at three. I'm supposed to be here at three. I'm here at three, right? And then even while we're doing the breathing exercises, I'm like, okay, how much time do we have until mm-hmm. it starts? And how many times? Like these are the things that go on in my, like there's a, there's a clock. It, mm-hmm. There's like I have an internal clock mm-hmm. in my head, right? Um, and me and my wife, we like get into that all the time because she doesn't have that clock that I have. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it helps me in business in terms of, okay, I'm on time. I'm staying, I'm staying ahead. I'm staying ahead of the game. Sure. But um, sometimes I need to like throw the clock away and just mm-hmm. be here. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it, it works sometimes. Sure. But then it can times, work against you. It can work against me. Because like you said, all of those things, all those thoughts you're having are happening inside your head, in your mind, right? And I think a lot of leaders, when you really, really want to like expand your ability to, to lead yourself and then lead other people too, it, there's this shift that happens into like, I also have to be connected to my body and to my heart, not just mm-hmm. my mind. Like if I want to be a full integrated leader and, and person, I can't cut myself off from my body or from my heart. And so from b- breath, for me, it helps me get I out. Don't of, exp- explain it because I don't, I don't understand. Sure. It so for my, my breath helps me to get out of my head. The part of that's always talking. That's like, hey, you're on a clock. Get there at three. If you don't get there at three, this thing's going to happen. And then you're going to be behind it. Da, 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 da. That's creating the anxiety because anxiety is the, is thinking about the future and all the things that could go wrong. Right. And that tortures so many of us. We're like, can we just sh- turn that thing off? Mm. And that's why slowing down, a lot of us, we run from that. We don't want, we avoid slowing down. We avoid being still. Because if I can keep myself in a perpetual state of urgency and running and going to the next thing, I don't have to feel what's actually happening inside of me. Mm. Oh, wow. And I, I'm, and I'm not ever been taught how to actually sit with and be with and acknowledge what's actually alive and present for me. Because if I can stay busy, I can stay distracted. And so breath has helped me to, to actually create space that I can actually feel what's really happening. Mm. Of this anxiety that I continue, perpetually lived with that was always saying like, that I need to do more, that I needed to be better. That, and, it, and it was exhausting. I just like lived and I was exhausted all the time. And so there was a different part of me that was like, how can I actually create some space for me to feel my feelings? And if I feel my feelings, I can actually discharge all of that energy so that when I go to do the thing, I have, I have energy yeah. instead of being depleted and exhausted. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. That's helped gracious. me. You're a great coach. Thank you. I told you, this is not going to be therapy. No, I'm not going to gonna gonna process you or anything <laughs> like that. But it, it has really, really helped me because yeah. um, I think that's living in that other state led to burnout a lot. Yeah. And so I would work in these hypervigilant, I would get a lot done real, real fast. Yeah. I was like, I could get more done in four hours than you can do in a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I lived, loved that. Mm-hmm. But um, again, it's that kind of slow down to speed up. How can I be, bring more of more substance yeah. to what I'm doing um, that actually makes a bigger impact in the time that I spend with you? Even if I spend five minutes with you, I want it to make a meaningful impact than just being like, I'm here and then I'm gone. Right. You know what I mean? Here's my conundrum, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because, you know, we, we kind of tell people to slow down and kind of um, process what's happening and live in the moment. 
but it was it was that urgency that allowed most people to build the thing that they built. Totally. And now it's kind of like, okay, slow down and be in the moment. Mm-hmm. So what is your perspective on that? In terms of I, I, I need to make a change, mm-hmm. okay? Should we just start laying the foundation of being centered and being mm. present? Or do we create this hamster wheel where we get accustomed to the grind mm. so that we can build it and then maybe later slow down? Mm-hmm. I want to give a quick shout out to our partner, Athletic Greens. The Coachable Podcast is all about the game of life and learning how to play it. And what I've realized is that all great players have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that is optimizing whole body health. For those of you who don't know, AG1 is a foundational nutritional drink that I started taking earlier this year as a way to spice up my supplement routine, double down on my athletic progress, and optimize my overall health. It's become an integral part of my daily morning ritual because with each serving of AG1, I get 75 high-quality ingredients that give me daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. Since starting to take it in the mornings, I've realized how much more energy I have. I used to need two to three cups of coffee to get going, but AG1 gives me a great morning boost, and it's a powerful microhabit that delivers macro benefits all day long. So if you want to level up your game and take care of your health like me, you definitely want to try out AG1 by Athletic Greens for yourself. If you do, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go over to athleticgreens.com coachable. That's athleticgreens.com coachable. Check them out today. Yeah, I think, I think they're, they're both useful. Um, for me at different seasons of my life, right? So when I think about what you just said, I also think about it in terms of motivation. So I think of motivation as there's like two types. So away from motivation and towards motivation. So when I was in a, like in my corporate job and then I left and started my podcast, started my coaching, all of that, I was in an away from, motiv- like I was, a, I was trying to run away from an experience I didn't want to have anymore. Mm instead of running towards something that I wanted to create. Yeah. And uh, so I think sometimes we're trying to avoid pain. And so we're running away and that is creating urgency. It's like, I got to make change. I got to change now because this thing is so painful. I cannot continue to, to, to like operate in that way. Yeah. And so in that way, it's like, it's useful and it's helpful. But I think there's a threshold that you get to at some point you're like, okay, now this is dipping into my, this is taking more energy from me than giving me energy. Mm. And so it's for me, it was like, okay, now how do I resource and find things that allow me to help me stay filled up so that I have something to give Yeah. Wow. (laughs) instead of feeling like, Oh, I'm just like, cause I could, I found at a point I was just repeating myself the same thing I'd always said. I was like living on stale information and stale shit that I had learned years ago. And it was like, I didn't have anything new and inspired because I was just living off the past. Mm. and but I had to go back to feeling what's true for me what's alive for me slowing down so I could re- find new inspiration new learn something new about myself and then teach that mm. Ooh, you have a book no hurry up it's on my yeah, yeah it's on the way <laughs> for sure. it's on the way um <coughs> yeah so you teach a lot of people how to do similar stuff that you do with the podcast you got the podcast summit coming up Tell me about that because I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Where did this idea come from? Why um, Why now? For all of my life, I've done entrepreneurial conferences where you're giving people an opportunity to um, 
learn and grow different aspects, whether it's real estate or stocks or, you know, whatever these different business ideas are. But I really, really think that podcasters will be the next influencers. Mm. I mean, we're in a space now and we haven't had this since the radios first came out, right? Where people will gather around a voice. They'll sit there and listen to a voice for an hour Mm -hmm. every single week Mm -hmm. outside of like church. Mm -hmm. When does that ever happen? Yeah. But now people are comfortable listening to their favorite person. There's somebody out there and probably tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that are waiting for a Tory Gordon podcast to drop and it's on their schedule. Whatever time you drop, that is when they listen Mm -hmm. every single week. You are their preacher. You're their pastor. You are the person that they are super connected to. But now that the whole world is interested in that, that's going to be the next wave of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can who can speak to your soul, not not just a a, 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 a actor where you watch the movie and you revere them as an actor for a while, but if they don't drop another movie, I mean, they're still a celebrity, but sure. nobody's checking for them on a regular basis or music. When an album drops, you listen to the album for a little bit, mm-hmm. but you're only, uh, you're only listening to them as often as they drop music. Mm-hmm. But now it's a regular average everyday people who can literally snatch the attention of, attention of people and we become their favorite people. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe a podcast is just as necessary for business owners or entrepreneurs or anybody that really feels like you have a message or something to share is just as vital as an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Just as vital as a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't want to do like general conferences anymore. I want to focus on this very special group of people who have something to say. Mm. And they are willing to kind of put the, um, the, the, the responsibility of being a leader of people where you ain't got to march in the streets with them, but deliver something audibly every single month that can like deposit something in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So I, I truly believe in the next few years, the next celebrities, the people where you see them walking down the streets, it's people screaming and falling out like in a Michael Jackson concert <laughs> because you listen to this person mm-hmm. every single week on a regular basis. So uh, I am looking to cultivate that group. There's not many people that are teaching podcasting mm-hmm. in, in all the different aspects from monetization to how to have a conversation. How do you connect with somebody? Yeah. You may not want to have a podcast, but you need to come to Podcast Summit so you can learn how to have a conversation with someone yeah. and connect with Because I've had so many relationships from conversations and they're like, yo, you see me. Mm-hmm. You feel me. We had such a good moment. Mm-hmm. And then we go off and do business together. Right. So. Yeah, that's so powerful. So, so is this for podcasters that are already existing, people who want to get into the podcasting space or for everybody? Um, it's for three groups. The the person who hasn't started, but they want to start. They mm-hmm. want to see what it's about. Like, how do I get started? What are the, what's the equipment? Mm-hmm. How do you publish? Things of that nature. But there's also a group of people who have a podcast, but they're stuck mm-hmm. and they have uh, no idea how to grow. And they're like, nobody's listening to me. So we got to figure out how we can fix yourself and how to get people to listen to you. Mm -hmm. And then the third group of people are their career podcasters. They got some stuff going. And how do we take it to that very next level? Mm -hmm. Because I've been blessed and fortunate enough to to make uh, over seven figures per year from my podcast, but only because I figured out that it's a business. Mm -hmm. So I run the, I make money from the podcast 
the business outside of the podcast and everything around it. So I want to start teaching people that thing. Yeah. Well, and I can just speak from, for myself, like you guys see us in this, in this awesome studio and we're doing big things and we're monetizing, but like that hasn't always been the case. You know what I mean? Like I was the girl who was just once a week consistently every week putting out something, but like from my bedroom or from my kitchen and, and there's next levels for us. Like, I want to make seven figures off yeah. this show this year, you, you. you know, <laughs> so I, I'm going to go in there and be like, what can I learn? Cause I, that's the whole thing. You guys, it is about being in proximity to people who are doing the thing you want to be doing. Even if you're at the beginning stage, like there's going to be so much for you guys to learn. Or if you're like me and you've already, you know, you've got a studio or you're doing it and you've been doing it for a while, but you're like, how do I make this like my full-time gig or how do I actually monetize this? Like, then this is a, a place you want to be at and you're going to get into proximity with people who are doing it at a level that you want to be doing it at. And I was like, that's how you develop the the self-belief, the confidence, the toolkit, the resources, the connections yeah. that can teach you the thing. Sure. Um, so I highly encourage you. This is happening when? In Miami, July 30th and 31st. Okay. Beautiful uh, intercontinental hotel. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. The vibe is going to be incredible. But yes, July 30th and 31st in Miami, Florida. I'm going to be there. So y'all can come hang out, (laughs) learn from me, learn learn, uh, for David and his team and all the amazing speakers um, that are going to be there. Um, I'm excited. Yes. Super excited. You and I both. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think we are going to, you and I both, we're going to be teaching the people that will be teaching the world. Mm -hmm. Like we are empowering the voices that are going to be empowering the world. Mm -hmm. It's a huge responsibility. It is. Somebody's going to take something you say and actually do it, and it's actually going to work, and they're going to be the leader of hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. You've got to feel good about it that. It is. Well, and when I think about that, there's no metric that you can use to measure that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's no way to quantify your impact in who actually is going to hear the thing and use it and then go out and change the lives of hundreds of other thousands of people. You know what I mean? But it's when I think about the woman whose podcast I listened to in 2018 that I connected with so deeply that literally I like helped me change my life. That was a godsend miracle. Like she was one of those voices that helped me when I was at a crossroads in my life and I was like, I need somebody to speak into my life and tell me <laughs> there's another way. And I heard her and it was, then it was a trickle down effect. And it was like, Oh, if she can do it, maybe I can do it. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and it gave me this reference point for something that before I was not even po- like a w- on my radar of possibility of things <laughs> I would be doing. Right. Yeah. Um, and she'll never, outside of me saying that, she doesn't know yeah. that, that that made such a difference in my life and has literally changed the tra- trajectory of, of my future. Yeah. Um, but it's real, and that's what you're doing and is happening. Man, you having something to say goes so many levels deep. You Again, like you said, there's no way to quantify it. So listen, Jim Rohn didn't know that I listened to everything he's mm-hmm. ever said. And he doesn't know that he's changed my life. And he doesn't know that I've used some of the things that he said to other people mm-hmm. to help them change their lives. And who knows how far that's that going, goes. right? Yeah. So, and I, and I think that if you feel like you have a special message, 
there's somewhat of a responsibility to go share it with other people. You've you've been given a gift mm -hmm. that you should share with other people. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I really really am. What goes into building or creating or hosting something of this size? Like how's the? <laughs> I'm sure oh you're working God. hard. A lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. birthing a baby. Oh my gosh! You got to develop your organization skills and leadership skills. And I've been doing events for a while, but yeah. never. It never really gets easier mm -hmm. because the vision keeps getting bigger. Mm -hmm. And there's not many podcast-specific conferences, mm -hmm. especially the way we want to teach it. So um, incredible responsibility, man. I am relying on uh, God to assist me. And uh, it's, it's worked out so far mm -hmm. in my life. And um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you, okay, this is a question that's kind of a departure from that. But mm -hmm. before we end, you need to be a podcast summit. <laughs> um, I'm going to be there. Yes. I already got my flight. Oh. Where can people get tickets? Podcastsummit.com. Okay. Podcastsummit.com. Podcastsummit.com. I'll see you there. Um, before, so I wanted to just put, a, put an exclamation mark on that before I ask you this. What do you think is your superpower? Um, my superpower. What do you think you're, you're uniquely gifted at? Um, I think I'm uniquely gifted in my ability to be curious, mm. my curiosity. Mm -hmm. I just see people. I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. I mean, not even from the podcast. Now it helps me in podcasting, but when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory and I'm serving people, and I just notice something or I hear something said to the person's daughter or something. And I just started building relationships with mm -hmm. the, the, the guests at the Cheesecake Factory. Not so that they can give me a bigger tip, mm. but I'm just curious. Hey, what do you do? Like, I just, sometimes I'll be driving down the street. You see somebody walking. In my mind, I wonder where he's going. Mm -hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So I think not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. And I've been gifted with that. Also, I think another gift is... Um, gift and a curse, kind of. I'm not rattled by anything. Mm. But the, the challenge is I don't have high highs and I don't have high, I don't have low lows. So like after this podcast summit is an amazing success, it's not like I'm like, yes, this was amazing. It doesn't work that way. Uh -huh. It's like, man, ooh, that's over. That was amazing. Everybody had a great time. What am I doing tomorrow? Mm. So I don't know. I honestly don't know how to celebrate. Hmm. So that the, the 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 way it works for me is um, nothing can really get me down because mm -hmm. I've been through worse and I'm super grateful for everything I have. Mm -hmm. And if God takes everything away from me, I will say at least I had it for a little while mm -hmm. or I'll be grateful for whatever I have right now. Mm -hmm. So that protects me from being hurt. Nobody can hurt me. Right. But it's not good for the people around me because it's harder to get close to me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm having a, a conversation with my wife, sometimes I know she wants me to feel more. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've been so personally developed. It's like, this doesn't bother me or I mm -hmm. can't let it shake me or I got to like inspire the situation. Mm -hmm. So it's good for me, but it's not good for the people around me. Mm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not easily rattled, but I'm not easily excited either. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that's interesting because I was, um, I used to be similar to that. Yeah. I definitely did. How'd you get out of it? You know, breath work helped me because it helped me unlock, it helped me feel. 
to help me. F- what you described to me, the way I experienced it, was some level of numbness. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and so breathwork was such, it's such a visceral, it, it connects you to sensation, actual physical sensation, like mm-hmm. energy, like you, like vibration. That's how, when you start to breathe in a certain way and format a certain rhythm and cadence and pace, um, I started to feel sensations in my body that I had been un, like, unaware of, mm-hmm. that I was even capable of feeling. And then that unlocked emotion that was underneath that sensation that I had just been bearing, like pushing down, pushing down. And the way it was described to me was like, for so long I lived in that state of numbness as a, it was a survival thing. I'd like had yeah. to, I'd been through, I, sure. I went through a lot of shit um, in my life over a six extended period of time that required me to be numb in order to just get through it. Yeah. And then at some point we were talking about, you sort of said this at some point, it also doesn't serve the people around me because it was like, I couldn't, I didn't access the lows, but I didn't access the highs. Yeah. And part of my work, personal development, was actually reconnecting with both the highs and the lows so that I could feel the depth of, like I'm a human being that's meant to feel the full spectrum of yeah. emotion. And I started to realize how much I was missing out on even that there was part of me that was scared to feel the lows and I didn't want to and I didn't want to feel the loss and the rejection or the thing that hurt so bad that I'd numb from but I also was missing out on all the beauty and the connection the joy the joy and I remember talking to somebody recently because I've been working on that for a while and breathwork really really helped unlock it and give me a space where it was actually cool and safe and normal to feel all of it Mm -hmm. the full spectrum and um, I heard somebody recently say, it's like, I couldn't tell you the last time I, like, I felt joy, like mm. pure joy. And I remember I was like, I had like sadness for the part of me that used to live that way. Yeah. And I was like, damn, because now life is like so vibrant and like colorful. And mm. like, but it took learning how to access those feelings and stop the patterns of numbing that I had come so habitually like accustomed to um, and learn that it was safe to feel again. That yeah. it was like, you know what I want to do? I want to cry. Mm. Yeah. I want to cry. I was, I was cleansing. on a panel with one of my friends a couple of years ago and he started telling this story cause you know, he's, he's achieved amazing successes and uh, he was, I guess he just had a moment of reflecting, telling a story of like where he came from and he got choked up. Mm. And I just see a couple of tears fall out of his eyes. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think of is I want to feel it. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I don't think I have the tools for it mm-hmm. right now. Like, and mm-hmm. even, you know, I've, I've lost both my, both my parents and I'll, I'll cry in those moments. Mm-hmm. But I still don't feel like I've been able to cry the way I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to, I don't want to just like I really and it maybe it sounds weird I don't know mm-mm, guys mm-mm, mm-mm, but I want to like ball out mm-hmm. and, but, I, but I haven't tapped into mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. part because it's an energy uh it's sort of as we repress <laughs> and like push emotion down energy it, emotion is energy in motion and so if we have the sensation of like oh I, 
it's like you feel choked up and you're like, mm, that's not appropriate. That's not allowed. That's that's weak. That's all the things yeah. that we've been conditioned to told, told. Oh, no, not right now. You're you're on a fucking podcast. That's not. Nope. Nope. We swallow it. Swallow yeah. it. Push it down. Push it down. The way it's taught to me is that is like a beach ball that you're holding underwater. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy to keep it down and it wants to come up. But if you've never given yourself permission, first of all, it's like actually that I'm allowed. It's OK. But two, when we're processing emotions from our mind, we're actually not feeling them. I was actually just having a conversation yeah. with somebody. We're thinking about them. I'm such a strategist. It's like, how do you, how yeah. do you feel? And you're like, you think about how you're yeah, feeling. You don't sure. feel it. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, no. Actually, let me go into my body yeah. and into my heart and feel what I'm feeling instead of thinking about the emotion. Yeah. Those are two different things. And so um, bridging the gap between the mind and the body, for me, that's like the biggest journey people have to take is like out of your head and into your heart yeah. most people live their entire lives in their head um but what you, there's a softness that happens yeah. when you like drop in and you and you're like what's really there yeah. i'm actually honest yeah and maybe there's like yeah like this this part of you that's like sad that you've been disconnected from that yeah. part you know that hasn't felt like it's okay or right. hasn't given yourself the, the space uh, to do it it, and I think my cover-up is I don't want to be the person that cries all the time either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but, I, like, I want to just have a little bit. Like, let me <laughs> let me cry a little bit. Because yeah. there's a story there around, like, <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that cries because there's I make that mean something. Because if yeah. I am, then what? What does that mean about me? Even by myself. I mean, it's, I haven't even given myself that permission. I don't even know why we're talking about this. No, right but this, this, this is shit right. I love. Let's <laughs> right, just talk right, about what's real. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, like, even just just to myself, I don't know what it is. And it's like, have I, is being too positive a good thing? Mm. There is such thing as toxic positivity. That's quite a conversation to have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's another way that we avoid feeling pain. Mm. I think there's a lot of ways, right? Like distraction, toxic positivity. Everything happens for a reason. It's mm. all good as a way to defend ourselves and talk ourselves into being okay when we're not okay. For me, I did that a lot. It's like the next best thing. It's not a good thing to talk yourself into, like say you're not okay. You got to like talk yourself into being okay. okay. That's like me going to bed at night when I was in a relationship that I wasn't meant to be in, that wasn't aligned for me and going to bed and talking about, you are happy. <laughs> this is, the, this is the guy for you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm not going to have to talk myself into what's true for me. Yeah. And I think for me, it became like, you said, you said something so profound earlier that I know is going to help a lot of people. And I know it helped you in the moment. You said, I didn't lie to myself. So I was like, where am I lying to myself and to other people about how I am actually? Mm. Mm. As a fo- form of wearing a mask that everything's good and I've got it yeah. under control and I'm, I'm the boss and you can look to me because what if I'm not? And mm. for me, my whole, like the reason I started this podcast, the reason I do the work I do, because I came to a point where I was so exa- tired of being, I lost my mom. You said you lost your parents. I lost my sister and my mom three grandparents and an uncle in a short amount of time. Mm. Like basically it's just me and my dad. And I lived through a F4 tornado. So it was pretty oh brutal. God. 
And everybody would be like, Tori, you're so strong. Like, how do you get through it? And I kept everything going. Like, I was still succeeding, excelling in school, then excelling in business, continuing to get promotions, bought a house. Wow. Life looked good, dated the Major League Baseball. Like, I was doing the things despite all of the shit. And then, but I was empty. And I was like, I feel like I have a life that looks good, mm. but I am lying to myself <laughs> and other people about how happy I really am. And so that's, so then I had to like figure out how do I start to integrate how, how, my internal world with my external world. Mm. And that's been the journey I've been on for the last several years. Yeah. I think, I think life is a journey. Like you're never, you never arrive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You never arrive. And um, I, I do my very best to be as transparent as possible. My objective is not to come off as a superhero. Mm-hmm. Even though I lead people and, um, you know, I want to be influential, uh, my objective is to show people like, yo, bro, I've, I'm just as messed up as y'all. Okay, What's real, and yeah. Whoever you think is looking like they got it all together, they're the worst mm-hmm. ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, there are some things that I am... Um, I'm struggling with just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's, you know, the success, the notoriety, the money. The, it's not like the problems, like, lessen. They just change. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be another challenge for you. Um, whatever you're, as, as soon as you get over something, you're going to be dealing with something else that mm-hmm. you're going to have to get over. Then as soon as you conquer that one, you're going to go through something else because we're all alive. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think that's the purpose of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's continue to move forward mm-hmm. and yeah. be, at least be honest. Like it took me, a, it took me a long time to realize there's a problem or mm-hmm. at least have a question for myself. Like, yo, David, why don't you cry? Mm-hmm. Why don't you cry? Mm-hmm. Like it's, people talk about it. Also. I was, I interviewed B Simone. She was like, yo, sometimes I just wake up and I cry. Mm-hmm. She's like, yo, I cry at least once a day. Like mm-hmm. I just get it out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's a release. Just like, an orgasm is a release. It's like a release of energy that wants to come out. And once I realize that that's, that's a normal process. <laughs> like that's a Does it feel the same when it's over? Like there's like, just like after there's like a emptiness. You're like, Oh, like I'm done. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like that. It's yeah. like, Oh, that's I can cool. let it come out. And breathwork helped me with this because it, it helped me to be unattached to the story behind. Yeah. Why am I crying? Like, cause when you breathe, and there might be emotion that's like, like you're unlocking emotion that's been stuck in your body that you've just been carrying around. Yeah. Like, and it can manifest as like tight, like you get headaches, you have autoimmune, you've got depression, you've got different things. And so uh, some energy will just move and release and it'll have an emotion. And maybe you start to cry, maybe you start to laugh. And what I realize is like, I don't have to be attached to the story. We get so attached to like the why. Why am I crying? What does that mean about me? And that means this. And to me, it's like, no, it's just a natural biological process that wants to, is energy moving. Mm. And I, now I'm not judging it mm. as right or wrong or bad or good. It just is. And it's, it's, mm. it's allowed. It's welcome. And so in that sense, then it's like, yeah, it moves. And then there's a completion. And it's like, it passes. It's like a wave. It comes and then it, it dissipates and it, it moves it, once you've allowed. It's same with anger and rage. Like I did not used to allow myself to experience, be angry. I was like, I'm not an angry person. And I did until I was given an access like, no, you can just let it out. And really? like, uh-huh. And I just went to town. And 
then there was like an emptiness. It's like, oh, this has moved and now it's not there anymore. And it dissipates and now I'm like lighter. I've never experienced that. I feel like literally like a heaviness that I didn't even know I was carrying is just lighter. It's like an energetic thing. I don't think I've ever experienced anger. Hmm. I mean, mad at sure. somebody, but, um, and you know, when you're young, you're in fights and stuff like that, but I don't think I've ever experienced rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's a cre it's an, it's enlivening. Cause it's a, it's also like a powerful force. It's like also a creative hmm. force too. So it's, I've learned to like work with my emotions. Even the guy that um, was just on the show right before, before you, he was helping me go through a process um, where he asked me to just become aware of the sensations in my body first mm-hmm. and like a- say it out loud. So I was like, I feel tightness in my lower back. Like I'm on my cycle. So I feel like pressure in my like lower abdomen. I feel I have a headache, like, like actually name. So you got to like actually feel what's mm-hmm. happening, the sensations. And then he took me, then he was like, okay, now let's connect to what's the emotion that's present. And I was like, well, I'm feeling calm or I'm feeling a little excited or anxious. I'm feeling like annoyed mm. about having to go through this process. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah, it is. And sure. then he was like, what's the mental? He's like, it's like a, a bottom up process instead of a top down. So the, the body, then the emotions, then the mind. He's like, now what's the story that's happening? What's, what's your thinking mind saying about all of this stuff? Mm. And um, Sounds like a dope exercise. It was really dope. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. I can take you through. no i've really enjoyed this conversation and just like that you're willing to go there and talk about whatever and i i'm so uh filled up by talking about this kind of this was yeah this was super helpful for me oh Oh my gosh you're giving me so many things to think about on the plane and feel and uh as even as you were talking i'm like i'm gonna try to feel stuff yeah i'll close my eyes and feel well this is what i do so if you ever want support that's what i do um, but I think this is really helpful for people because they're, <laughs> you are not alone. Many, yeah. Most people are living in some sort of similar state. And I was too for years and years and years. And so this has been my evolution of my own personal growth of learning how to like lean into new, new things like this. So yeah. I'm glad that you're so open. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're a phenomenal, phenomenal, uh-huh. um, I don't want to just call you an interviewer, but a connector of people. Mm. Thank you. And um, I think it, it's a really special thing when you can create a moment mm. in a conversation, like you can create a feeling. Mm. So I think I think that's what's missing from uh, a lot of people who have platforms. There's no there's no feeling. There's no moments. Right. Where it doesn't have to be talk, 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 talk. It could be sometimes there's a moment of silence where you say something, you look at me and I look at you like. Did you feel that? I felt it. Yeah, did you feel that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're, you're phenomenal what you mm, do. You really are. Thank you. Thank you for trusting me to be part of Podcast Summit. Absolutely. Um, and giving me that opportunity and invitation. I'm excited to be part of your community and learn about what you're doing and uh, continue to elevate the conversation around podcasting because you're so right. Like, people need... The, the, we gravitate to people we like, know, and trust. And podcasting is one way you can develop that with with an audience. And every, you know, I and you have messages that we are really excited about sharing with the world. And I know that people listening also have something like burning inside of their hearts that they're like, I wish, I wish I had the courage to share it or say it. And if you come to Podcast Summit, like you're going to be encouraged and inspired by other people who are doing this. 
to like get it out there because you never know who it's going to impact. Um, is there anything else that you're excited about or that you're working on you want people to know about or how they can find out more about what you're doing online um, or where you hang out on social yeah, media? Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, follow the Social Proof Podcast. Uh, we have really, really good conversations around entrepreneurship and uh, progression and motivation and uh, becoming the best version of yourself. So uh, go to your Apple device or Spotify and just type in Social Proof Podcast. Um, you can also check out the morning meetup. We're on there every single morning with a community of people from all across the country every single morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so that's themorningmeetup.com. And uh, yeah, man, just come to the podcast summit. I, I want to see you. I want to hug your mm-hmm. neck. I want to meet you in person. Yeah, absolutely. This has been such an enjoyable conversation. Thank you for making it all the way out to Vegas. Thanks You're welcome back me. anytime. This is, this is always an open invite to people that, uh, that come on the show. You guys, I hope that you will take action on something that you learned today or that you will leave inspired by this conversation and just David's willingness to be open and vulnerable and share what he's been through and how he's been able to get to the point and the success and the level that he's at. I promise you, you know, the people that I interview, they don't get there by thinking about it, wishing for it, dreaming about it. They do something with that. And they, they harness that, that focus and that intention and that dedication into a consistent practice. And I hope you do the same as a byproduct of listening to this show, that you'll share it with a friend and that you will lead a, leave us a rating and review. That is the best way you can say thank you. So I say thank you in advance for your contribution to continue to let this show grow and reach more people. I love you. Thank you for being here. We will see you next week on The Coachable Podcast. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com